Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Take a, uh, take a moment and just pinch your arm. Can you feel your arm? I mean, it's pretty easy to do. Where where did those atoms come from that make up your arm? Where did they come from? You know, um, tonight we're we're gonna have <laughs> we're really gonna have a wonderful episode, and uh, um, the topic tonight is the power of sound for personal and planetary healing, and our guests tonight are Jonathan and Andy Goldman. We're going to bring them on in just a minute, but I want to go back to this notion of the atoms in your arm. I like to try to understand um, non-physical aspects of this human persona, this human genome. And uh, like, just imagine all the atoms in your body are orange. You're you're orange, yeah. and you start eating blue food, and they tell us within seven years, we've completely replaced all the atoms in our body with new atoms. What we, what we eat is the entry point, and the exit is obvious, but over time, the orange would disappear, and we'd eventually turn blue. So if the atoms keep getting replaced how do they know where to go if I'm if I've got my pet dog next to me and I'm about to take a bite and I look at his sorry sorry face and I decide to give it to him the atoms go into his body and they end up somewhere in his body what I'm getting at is it seems like our body's a, a holographic projection that gets filled in with atoms and tonight we're talking about personal and planetary healing. I started off with this conversation because if our atoms keep getting replaced, how come we don't become perfectly healthy within seven years? What is it about dis-ease that holds the incongruent aspect in our in our persona, in our body. We have to imagine this ease somewhere in my body. It it gosh, it just can't be physical. There has to be a etherical or metaphysical aspect to it. And that's what I that's what I really like about tonight's episode is the power of sound. The power of sound for personal and planetary healing. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. So um, let's get to it. Our guest again tonight is Jonathan and Andy Goldman. Jonathan is an international authority and pioneer in the field of sound healing. He's a renowned writer, musician, and teacher, and author of several books, including the Divine Name, the 2011 Visionary Award for Best Alternative Book of the Year, and the Seven Secrets of Sound Healing. He's a Grammy nominee. His award-winning recordings include Chakra Chance and the Divine Name. He's the founder and director of the Sound Healers Association and CEO of Spirit Music. And Andy Goldman is a licensed psychotherapist specializing in holistic counseling and sound therapy. What a dynamic duo we have here. She's the director of Healing Sound Seminars and co-director of the Sound Healers Association. She is a musician, teacher, sound healer, award-winning author, and the wife and partner of Jonathan Goldman. Jonathan and Andy have co-authored Chakra Frequencies, 
the winner of the Visionary Award for Best Alternative Healing Book of the Year, and their new best-selling The Humming Effect, which was which has just won the 2018 Gold Visionary Award for Best Health and Healing Book. You can learn <clears throat> you can learn more at healingsounds.com. Join me in welcoming Jonathan and Andy to the show tonight. Welcome to the show, you two. Oh, Les, thank you so much for having us. We are really delighted to be here tonight. It is a real blessing to be resonating with you and everyone who's listening now or will forever be listening. <laughs> well, it's it's curious you mentioned that. I want to talk about that later, but the notion of the power of sound and, and as it relates to healing, the I know for myself, uh, sometimes I'll hold workshops and I'll create a space where I drum. And before I set the intention, I have, I'm sitting there with the drum and I'm rubbing my hand on the surface of the drum and it seems nominal. And then something happens. Here I am with a group of people and I'm going to hold it, I'm going to create and hold a space for them with this drum. And the moment, the moment I set the intention, the surface of the drum to me seems to take on, I don't know what to call it, a a tension, a a standing wave, an energetic mirror of the group. And as I play the drum, I feel like I'm, I'm somehow coupled into the the personas in the room in front of me through the vehicle of intention. Um, I was wondering what, if if you two, I mean, reading your bios, you're so immersed in this this sound healing modality. I was wondering your perspective of such things. Les, I, I think you may have, uh, shall we say, uh, immediately gone to the key to the entire situation, which is um, many years ago, we're talking about the 1980s, scary, but yes, uh, many years ago, I came up with this formula, which I initially put into my first book uh, called Healing Sounds, but the formula is this, frequency plus intent equals healing and um, frequency of course would be uh, another metaphor if you like for sound and you know just sound you know whatever is being carried as a uh, mechanical uh, waveform from an object being struck or from our voices or from you know a string being plucked or whatnot that's the the sound the frequency but then you add the aspect of our consciousness, our intention, our belief, and it totally encodes it with a different energy form. And what, that beautiful story that you just told, that was real. And that's exactly it. I got no no more to say. <laughs> but honestly, well, honestly, less. Right. <laughs> Honestly, though, Les, I'm so glad that you started out with intention because Jonathan and I both feel very, very strongly that intention is absolutely the most, I mean, all the aspects of sound healing are important for sure, resonance, frequency, etc. But the intention that we put on that sound, that intention that we hold in our thoughts and rides on that sound, so to speak, really is what creates that healing. Uh, just as a thought, um, going back to that time when I came up with that formula, which was uh, at the time, Les, I had just graduated from Lesley University in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, with a degree, master's degree, researching the uses of sound and music for healing. And I had literally uh, gotten, I'm holding my hand out, it's radio so you can't see, but it's about a foot apart. I had about a foot's worth of paper 
that if you piled it on top of each other, literally hundreds and hundreds of pages of different systems that you will use different frequencies and different sounds that would be used to resonate and vibrate different organs, different conditions, and different energy centers called the chakras, for example. And I remember sitting in front of my computer, and I was trying to correlate all this information. I said, ah, I'm going to be the first person to really put this all together and come up with the definitive, this frequency equals this equals that. And as I'm doing it, I'm finding that stuff doesn't align with each other. You have spiritual master A who's using a particular uh, set of... uh, tones or mantras for the chakras and spiritual master B using a completely different set of tones and mantras. You have Dr. X is using certain number of frequencies uh, for a particular organ or condition. Dr. Y using a completely different set and yet they're both, they're all claiming great success and this you know, less is a long time ago so there was no reason these people were doing anything more than reporting to me uh, who was an inquiring person what they had found. And I, but I remember sitting there with my head in my hand going, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. I'm sitting in front of a, you remember a DOS operating system? You know, a, a yeah. <laughs> so a dark keyboard with amber letters and this little amber cursor is flashing on and off in front of me. And I'm going, how can I, you know, what, what can I do? What can I? And I heard this voice. And the voice distinctly said, it is not only the frequency of the sound that creates the effect. It is also the intention of the person making and receiving the sound. And it was like this light went off over my head, and I wrote down the words, frequency plus intent equals healing. And that was getting 35 or more years ago, and it's more valid now than ever before. More on this in a minute, but Andy, what would you like to say about that one? Well, I was going to say that it's more valid now than ever before because intention and what our beliefs are and how those thoughts affect our body, mind, and spirit have become, you know, so scientifically uh, researched and proven. And, and I, I'm thinking of Bruce Lipton's book, Biology of Belief. Or Joe Spence's book, The Placebo Effect. Yeah. And so it's, it's, you know, over time, I mean, Jonathan, I think you were, you know, way on the cutting edge back in the 80s with this. But, but now, of course, I remember several years ago, Wayne Dyer had the beautiful uh, PBS special on intention. And just more and more, intention has become very prominent can in you, our consciousness. Can you kind of imagine this youngish type guy, which I was 35 years ago or more. <laughs> oh, you, you still know, are, right, <laughs> you know, Going to these different you know, medicine and scientific conferences and even presenting there and talking to the doctors and the um, scientists. I say, have you ever contemplated the importance of intentionality in this work? And they looked at me like I was from another planet which I am. But, you know, uh, I mean, nowadays, of course, intention seems really to be, shall we say, uh, accepted and acknowledged, and particularly when you begin to delve into the quantum nature of reality and the fact that two electrons will have, that actually an electron will have a different effect depending upon if it's being observed or not. And that just opens up a whole can of, I don't want to say can of worms, but can of something wonderful. Worms are wonderful. And uh, really, uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for metaphors because, <laughs> because of intentionality coupled with our uh, you know, sound uh, can literally I have another formula, which is vocalization plus visualization equals manifestation. If we can literally uh, you know, create realities with our intentionalized sound, what can't we do? Well, I, I like uh, what what you're saying. You know, the um, I was thinking about this episode and and how I wanted to introduce it, that intro that I, I rattled off before we brought you on. And um, th- there's there's this notion that it's done unto us as we believe. I uh, there was a acupuncturist. I thought he was quite exceptional that I was going to see, and, and 
I said, well, are you a master? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I said, well, what's the difference between you and a master? And he said, well, a master will only use one needle. And I'm like, well, then it's not about the damn needles, is it? And it, it's almost like uh, um, when we when we go into a practice of le- learning Reiki or acupuncture, um, something changes within us, and I think it's a belief system of effect. The master believes that his intention will have an effect, and. And so many people can, I mean, how many prayers have mothers said about bring my son home from the war? And the intention is very, very real, but what puts the punch to it? What puts the, I mean, Jesus walks into a room of leopards and and transforms the situation. There's, there's something in the psyche of the human persona that, that, gives us permission, so to speak, to have our intention land in a more pronounced or profound way, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it really does. And, you know, it's it's interesting because because we work with sound, you know, as our main modality of healing, it's it's just been a, a blessing to have this whole um, aspect of belief and, and intention, you know, coupled with that because we can all, I mean, even using our own voice and, you know, humming or toning or singing, whatever we're doing when we're using our voice, when we have that that intention of we want to project healing, we want to project love, and when we do that and let it really encode on our sound, that's where the changes really occur. Right. You know, but it's so interesting. I was thinking as you were speaking about that, that um, I think that there is still that frequency plus intent. And frequency can be sound, can be light, it can be action, it can be X, Y, or Z. And I suppose that uh, there's something else, um, whether you call it karma or whatnot, and indeed spiritual mastery, because I think the more elevated and conscious uh, you are, the more the intention applies and the uh, probably less important the sound, the frequency is. But I think for most humans who are still operating on the physical plane and can't levitate or pass through uh, you know, doors, uh, you know, without opening them, uh, it's really important to pay some attention to whatever the frequency or whatever the sound is, whatever the purpose is. Uh, so, you know, by that, I, I'd like to, for a moment, just jump to another, um, if you like, uh, plane and talk for a moment about the physiological effects of sound. Would that be okay? Oh, please. Absolutely. So sound is a wave for you know so sound is a wave form okay it travels as a wave and this wave is measured in cycles per second uh we hear from around 20 of these cycles a second very 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 deep sounds to around 20,000 that's actually beyond uh the uh, audible hearing range of anybody except young children but just because something is not heard doesn't mean that there isn't a sound because our friends in the ocean, the dolphins, can make, project, and receive sonic information upwards of 180,000 cycles a second. So just because uh, we don't hear the sound doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of sound there, and particularly some sort of vibration. And then the idea of using sound for healing is simply is this, less. The idea is that everything in the universe is in a state of vibration. This is something that the mystics have told us for eons, and are now our quantum physicists are telling us that everything is in a state of vibration. More on this in a minute, but just the idea that the electrons moving around the nucleus of an atom to planets and distant galaxies moving around their sun, they're in a state of vibration. They're conceptually creating a sound, and this is the same with our body. Every organ, every bone, every tissue, every part of our body is like vibrating and resonating. Uh, and we are like this extraordinary orchestra that is playing the symphony of the self. But uh, 
the idea of sound healing simply is this. What if the second violin player begins to lose their sheet music and they're playing out of ease, out of harmony, they're playing the wrong notes pretty soon, the string section is off. And this is, if you like, akin to a part of our body vibrating of ease, out of harmony, we say it's diseased. So the very simple basis of using sound for healing is what if you could give the string player back their sheet music? What if you could somehow restore the correct resonant frequency to the body for healing? Okay, I'm going to jump from that to just saying now immediately that there are two basic ways that sound affects us. One is called psychoacoustics. This is where the sound goes into our ear, into our brain, affecting our nervous system, our heart rate, our brain waves, our respiration, our breathing, etc., so that's, and that's, you know, whether it's our voice or we're listening to music, uh, there is a, you know, an experience of that. And uh, that's very, very important. But the other way, which is also equally important, is the sound goes into our body and affects us on a cellular level going into our DNA. So there's psychoacoustics and vibroacoustics. And in terms of the vibroacoustics, here's a quote from the New York Times long time ago. February 8, 1988, but it was a sub-headline uh, about ultrasound. Is that sound shaped in a dazzling tool can make, break, or re- rearrange molecular structure. So you can literally rearrange molecular structure with sound. This is scientifically proven. So that's also an extraordinary thing to like, you know, take into account. I just wanted to sort of, if you like, put the playing field of the power of sound into perspective. And when we are using sound and we're, say, for instance, we're using our own voice, that's the major uh, modality that Jonathan and I work with, although Jonathan has created many, many, many award-winning recordings, which, you know, is the psychoacoustic effect where we listen to it and it, you know, affects, you know, our brain waves and our heart rate, et cetera. But when we are using sound vibroacoustically, such as uh, a sound as simple as humming, you know, we're, mm, we're humming with our own voice. When that is happening, there are physiological benefits that are occurring, such as our heart rate is lowered, our uh, uh, there's blood pressure goes down blood pressure and there's melatonin is released we also have an incredible hormone called oxytocin which is released and there is another very important molecule called nitric oxide is also released and what we know about all of these physiological benefits is that they have been scientifically proven that those are the effects that happen in our physical bodies when we are making mm-hmm. sound vibroacoustically with our own voice. And, I mean, this is incredible. You know, what's nitric oxide has been receiving a whole lot of uh, press lately. I see a lot of things going. Promotes uh, nitric oxide. Nitric oxide basically is a... A molecule associated with the promotion of healing, and it's a vasodilator, which means that it sort of opens up and loosens the uh, your circulatory system, so blood and other stuff flows more easily. And in addition to that, it's also been found to have antiviral properties. So, uh, for an example, ways that if you begin to like you know hum, and we're going to talk more about this in a moment, but you literally will stimulate nitric oxide in your nasal cavity. So, for example, if you suffer from any sort of sinus problem or any sort of strange uh, virus lodges in your uh, sinus cavity, humming has been found to literally take care of that. But I just want to jump for a second because I want to not forget our friend Psychoacoustics because I gave you a little piece of music that I thought that we could listen to for a minute. Uh, just uh, to also shine the light on the fact that music and listening to music really affects our nervous system, etc. And this music, for example, is pulsed at certain frequencies, so it's really, it calms and relaxes you. And, you know, I did this because, you know, I might be more of a high-strung person than I want to be, so I create the award-winning music that... uh, 
And and I will jump in and say that when Jonathan does create the music, the recordings, the sounds that he has put out over the years, back to what we were originally talking about, the intention Mm. that he encodes on these sounds is one of, love and healing and so anyway we're excited for your listeners less to yes, hear yes. some of Jonathan's and music. this is just like a two-minute sequence or uh, but the, the idea is you know, check yourself out check your breathing and then when you listen to this just see if you can notice any changes that are occurring with you you know uh, it's it's quite amazing paying attention to how your body and your mind are, if you like, focusing before the music and then just checking out what the music might be doing to you. Does that that make sense? Yeah. Let's go ahead and play it. Okay. listening right. to that it was so soothing at least that was yeah. my experience uh, i could actually feel it myself uh working with about 10 or 15 uh, seconds just literally chilling me out less what was that like for you well the um you know when you wander off the trail and you go back into the woods and you're you're where perhaps nobody's ever walked before and it's just raw nature and there's just an incredible thick sense of elegance, of eloquence, of grace. Um, it, it, uh, it brought that as an opportunity for me to um, bring into my persona and kind of wash away the busyness, wash away the, you know, the, the static um, accumulation that I might have had. It's very, very wonderful. Well, thank you. You got it. (laughs) Thank you, Les. And I do want to mention, I believe that was De-Stress, Yeah, it's a a track called Convergence, which, blessed be, uh, you know, whether it's uh, Amazon, Spotify, uh, 
Apple, YouTube, or whatnot gets a whole lot. I mean, you know, I, I have literally dozens of different recordings, but that one uh, gets many, many streams. Uh, and and once again, just for our listeners, that was an example of experiencing sound in a psychoacoustic manner where it did go in through our auditory pathways and it did affect our brain waves and our heart rate and our respiration and that's one of the beauties of working with sound that it really can help our our nervous systems to you know come into balance oftentimes because if we can reduce even stress uh, you know, I don't need to tell you less that stress is one of the great prohibitors of health. You know, uh, and if we can release it, then we can enhance our health, we can enhance our immunological system. So we like to work with both psychoacoustics and vibroacoustics in order to, like, you know, get at us from both ends. When you're making the sound yourself, such as a hum, it's almost like an internal massage. And, you know, we were talking about the different uh, neurochemicals from nitric oxide to oxytocin to melatonin to the endorphins, and you get increased oxygen, lowered heart rate and blood pressure. This stuff is all great for doing health uh, when you're making sound. And when you're listening to the sound, a lot of similar things are happening, so they work together. You know, I've created the, uh, if you like, the artificial delineation simply because I want people to realize, well, it's not sound doesn't just affect us, and you know, uh, a level of hearing. It also goes into our body. I like that. Well, um, I've worked with uh, uh, frequency a lot in my broadcast television career, and I, I. I realized that you know there's there's sacred geometry and there's there's uh, so many um, symbols to sacred geometry. I'm just I find it curious that the sine wave isn't considered sacred geometry ah. because the sine wave is a very curious thing. It's only when the sine wave is a perfect um, um, envelope that a single frequency exists. If I distort the sine wave at all, I've gone from a single frequency to to um, additional energy. So in order to um, represent a single frequency, it has to be a pure sine wave. But, but last, can I, let, can, let me jump on this because I'm just an, getting something. I'm, I'm just getting something. It's so important. I can take an audio oscillator that puts out a pristine, very low total harmonic distortion, a beautiful sine wave, but that in and of itself doesn't have that psychoacoustic thing. You know, I've I've been interviewing people for over 10 years now, and when people speak from their heart, when when people um, they they get out of their head and they and they start to share from their heart. It's like it it's like it pierces the audience in that um if I if I talk from my head, um the audience's head will kind of decide what it'll do with whatever I'm saying or not. But once somebody shifts down into their heart and they talk from their heart, it blows past the ego. There's something about the psychoacoustics of speaking from your heart that transcends the the ego's the ego's ability to resist, <laughs> where where you activate the heart of the listener because you're speaking from your heart. And and I, I just find it fascinating. I've I've been excited for this episode because. Um, to understand that intention, and then it, it's like it infuses it into the audio, and and anchors it there as a product of of the recording. 
Let's listen. I got to jump in for a second. You just went somewhere else, and I'm going to go there in a second. But you initially started with geometry, and then you got into a sine wave. And I just all of a sudden I was hit with this idea. Yes, I think that one of the reasons why sine waves aren't necessarily considered uh, geometric is that if you deal with the uh, five platonic sacred geometric solids, yes, they all occur in nature for the most part. Sine waves do not occur in nature. They just don't. They're laboratory created. They're man created. You will not find a sine wave on this planet. Everything is harmonically related, which means it's uh, mathematically constructed simultaneous sounds that occur. It's what causes, and these harmonics are what causes our voices to have their different tone colors and each of them being unique. Very well said. I love it. Well, and also, I think, Les, getting back to what you were just saying in terms of speaking from the heart versus speaking from the head um, and and what our experience has been there's a, another aspect of sound that is called entrainment and that is when the frequencies of you know one person matches the frequencies of another person as an example and so right. when we are speaking from our heart it does transcend as you were saying that that ego but what happens is that the people that are around us that are hearing what we're speaking from our heart it tunes into their hearts and that for me is just a a beautiful beautiful way of sort of even when we speak, you know, like our words and, and our tones are, are really, uh, they carry so many frequencies and are so filled with uh, whatever is happening with us. And when we are in that place of love and that place of our heart, that gets emitted. I like that. You know, the like I was mentioning with the, excuse me, the acupuncture, when we talk about the, when we talk about the modality or, or the psychoacoustic effect, it's giving ourselves permission to trust that our intention is hitting the mark. It's like when we first start acupuncture, we don't have that feedback. We don't have that. It's like our minds don't believe that needles can make a difference. And what I love about this conversation is for the listener to understand this conversation uh, helps our mind to believe that our intent does indeed have an effect and we can accelerate the the trust of ourselves. It's done unto us as we believe. And, And when our belief is, well, in in this moment, I'm taking my intention now, and I'm infusing this audio with my intention. I can show up in a more powerful way because I believe it. I and and there's something about the mind understanding, even though it's an etherical effect, for our mind to understand the effect helps us to show up in a more powerful way, and that's why I love this conversation. Well, that's interesting because our book the humming effect and listen i'm gonna jump in to this one uh with both feet right now because uh, it's so very very important we want to share more of this with you but the humming effect is the first book that was ever professionally published on the subject of humming and the reason we wrote it was that you know andy and i have been teaching together for uh 25 years or more and we would uh some years ago uh we realized that, you know, so many people were really hung up on uh, being judgmental about their voice, whether it's because of American Idol and all these shows that have brought uh, terms like, oh, your voice is pitchy or whatnot. People are very, very subcon- uh, subconscious about their voice. And since we're le- we like to focus on the power of the voice, we thought, what is a sound that people are not going to judge themselves on? We looked at each other and we went, hmm. 
<laughs> and we thought we thought less that you know what we have worked with so many sounds and you know a toning and so many you know, uh, vowel sounds and mantras and divine names and oh my goodness we have worked with so many sounds which have been very wonderful very powerful but we really had uh i think we had that that um sort of that wanting to get the power of sound and how powerful it can be for healing out to as many people as possible. And so that is why we thought, well, humming, there is so much that happens when we do hum, which we'll talk about shortly. But we knew that we've never heard anybody say, I'm just not a really good hummer. So we knew that when we could work with humming, that it would take away that judgment that people oftentimes have with their voice because once that can be dissipated, then you're in the sound. And that's where, you know, the coupled with intention and and the healing and all of that happens. And humming is just, well... Jonathan liked to call it, what was it, honey, the uh, gateway sound? The gateway sound. You know how they used to say that marijuana was a gateway drug? Well, humming is a gateway sound that will introduce people to the whole world of sound healing. I wanted to say that, uh, you know, once we decided, okay, let's do a book on the hum, and uh, because this is something that's all inclusive, everybody can hum. Okay, how, why, and how would people take this seriously? Okay, they're going to take it seriously if the first chapter is nothing more or less than peer-reviewed scientific medical information on how and why uh, humming uh, is effective as a therapeutic uh, tool. And we mentioned a lot of those things: nitric oxide, melatonin, et cetera, et cetera. But you're right. As soon as people see this and they read this, some part of the rational brain goes, well, this is real. And then they start taking it seriously. And from there, we got them and we can take them down a journey, uh, a rabbit hole journey that will take them into a whole new sonic wonderland. Yeah, I love that. When it's like we can sit there and, and mentally think about whatever the hell we want but there's something that happens when you bring it into action. So we're talking about humming. And and to start uh, giving yourself opportunities to hum during the day, maybe you have a chore you do, you're vacuuming or you're doing the dishes, to just develop a habit of humming. When When you bring it into physical form, information shows up. When you start to hum, your body has a reaction to that. And until you physically hum, you can think about it till the cows come home. And that information isn't available. It's through the action of actually the experience. That, the experience. That, that mm-hmm. allows intuition to grow from it. You can't get intuitive about something you don't experience. And right. so and- uh, I love how simple humming is. And as a gay, I love, it's the gateway drug. Parents, have you noticed your children humming? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and also we call it conscious humming. And the way that we teach humming and conscious humming, you know, there's all kinds of things, you know, like our breathing is so important. You know, we take nice, deep belly breaths, diaphragmatic breathing, nice, deep breaths, and let our bodies become relaxed. And then we let that hum come through. And so, you know, there's all of these, uh, you know, humming, uh, you know, a, a tune is, is fabulous. You know, that can be just wonderful. But we talk about conscious humming where we would encourage people to just sit for, you know, even two or three minutes. We usually recommend five minutes where they will, you know, find themselves a comfortable place where they won't be disturbed and really focus on humming for, say, Two to three to five minutes. And just one tone. And, yeah. You know, yeah. rather than doing zippity doo but just going, mm-hmm. 
an uncomfortable thing, but you know, without going because uh, and hitting that one tone that whatever's comfortable, whatever feels good. We don't think there's any specific frequency for that, but you do that, and then you know, you're breathing and you do that, and probably you do that for three minutes. You're gonna feel a truly powerful change uh, and you'll have an experience that will shift and change you because it becomes as you were saying it becomes real for you it's not a mental plane construct it is a physical pain experience and uh, yeah well and even if you you know jonathan and i you know have a coming practice because we know how powerful it is but say for instance you are you know feeling a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety and you know frustration i mean our our current culture has really been quite indicative of people feeling that way and even if you could take and hum for a minute i will tell you that you will lower you will uh, go into a place where the stress will begin to melt away. The cortisol, which produces that stress, will be minimized. And as what I liked, because of my background as a therapist, I think it's such a fabulous tool because we have the power within ourselves to say, okay, I'm really super stressed right now. I am going to hum, and I'm going to see if I can minimize that stress. You have got that power within yourself to do that. And I think that that's just fabulous, really. You know, you can, you can actually reduce your your. your you know, blood pressure and whatnot to pharmaceutical levels in just a couple of minutes. It's amazing less. Uh, and, you know, so we have a friend named Bruce Lipton who wrote a book called The Biology of Belief, and he said... Oh, and he wrote a beautiful quote for our... Uh, it's on the back of our book, and he says, I highly recommend the humming effect for all those impacted by the stress of the modern world. It has a powerful non-pharmaceutical prescription for self-healing that has only positive side effects. And I love that quote because it really, you know, you don't have to take a, what you're stressed out on, don't go take a Valium, start humming. Yeah, really? (laughs) How cool. Well, you you two both were just humming. I suggest all three of us hum with intention. So why don't we just take a moment now and all three of us hum together with intention, practice what we're preaching. And, Beautiful. Uh, Jonathan, you want to start us out? And I'll, 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 as soon as you make a tone, I'll be right there. And let's, okay. let's create a, a humming effect. Ready? Go. And, and let's, let's do it. Let's make three hums. And, Andy, we, we'd love to just, for anybody who's listening, them to take a couple of deep breaths beforehand, so I'm going to basically have her do that. Okay, and and what what I'd like to suggest, if you can, wherever you're listening, if you can close your eyes and begin to focus on your breathing, very gently breathing in and out, and we will, in a moment, we'll all three you, Jonathan, and myself, we will all begin to hum with the intention of sending love out to our planet or whatever intention is appropriate for you. (laughs) Yes. Nice. So that sounds good to me. And Les, let that work for you, sending love out to the planet? Absolutely. All right. So here, we'll do some planetary healing. Let's take a nice deep breath in and just to know any the sound that is comfortable for you and
just for a moment, being in that place of silence. The silence after the sound is where we really begin to feel the shifts and changes. Silence is the yin to the yang of sound. Hmm. So just three brief hums. Les, did you uh, feel any effect from that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was hard to hum because I was starting to smile so hard. (laughs) 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 And the third one, I felt a much deeper resonance in my persona. Oh, thank you for that lesson. And, and, you know, that was just three very, uh, that was a very short exercise. And and certainly I will say that in our book we have several uh, exercises and going from very simple ones like that to very complex ones that are uh, uh, advanced yogic humming experiences. So uh, even something like we just did, can can be super helpful. Yeah, and uh, once again, just since the topic was sounds for personal and planetary healing, we do events like that and have people just get together and they literally take nice deep breaths and then if you project the energy of love and compassion, oftentimes you get what is called heartbreak coherence. Your heart and your brain are linked up and literally the electromagnetic field of the body becomes amplified many times. This is perhaps the reason why the different prayers on our planet are spoken, vocalized, uh, chanted, whispered, or sung, is that when you vocalize the sound, you basically amplify its power and you give it further energy. Always felt like the heart is a big ass amplifier buried in our chest. <laughs> it it is it is. it is indeed. <laughs> well, this this has been fun. Um, um, well, w- when you talk about healing modalities, how do you? I mean, you're talking about the the, the humming effect as as a book. Um, what other what other ways like I know when people play uh, musical instruments, it can it can have a a ripple effect in our psyche, psyche like a psychoacoustic uh, effect. If if a listener is interested in exploring sound as a healing modality, what are some of the things they might want to consider? Go to go to our website, healingsounds.com. It is a smorgasbord of different sonic uh, avenues from books to MP3s to free downloads to uh, Tibetan bowls to tuning forks. There are all sorts of different types of simple instruments that everybody can use that literally would change us. It's quite amazing. And and there's a lot of uh, educational information about uh, sound and and how and why it is such a powerful modality for healing. So uh, if you can, go to our website and take a look and browse through it and See what you can find. There's lots of free downloads and all, all sorts of stuff there. So, hey, you know, it's, uh, our purpose is to literally help enhance people and empower people with the ability of sound and music for personal and planetary healing. That can mean everything from reducing stress to perhaps changing the consciousness of the entire planet by projecting love and compassion to all sentient beings. Beautiful. I love that. And and there's something that happens with that intention and with that sound that even in the recording that you play back later that the the heart space of the artist gets conveyed into the recording and uh, is present when it's played back later. That's It's such a a fascinating phenomenon. 
Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And thank you for being aware. Thank you for us not having to convince you of that. Uh, you just opened the topic, and we, we, we love it because it's so important. And something, as people get into the world of sound, they'll realize that it's the frequency and the intent. It's the sound you make and the consciousness you project upon sound. And, and just as a, a last little thing here, I want to say that our mentor, uh, Sarah Benson, who is actually on the other side now, was just the most beautiful teacher and mentor and deepest dear friend. And she taught us, and we share this with you and our listeners tonight, the true sound of healing is love. And I think that that speaks to what... We were just saying, coming from the heart is where it's at. Well, very nice. Now, you've mentioned your website, HealingSounds.com. You've mentioned your recordings and your books. Is there any modalities, um, one-on-ones, conferences, seminars? Um, I want the audience to understand your total modality as far as what services you offer. Well, I mean, we also have uh, certain online courses that have been done uh, that they can get, and they're quite good. And um, There's a correspondence course that's available right, on our and, website. And, this, and once again, tuning forks that, you know, almost anybody can use a couple little videos on how to use it. And, I mean, less, uh, we used to do these 10-day healing sounds intensives in Loveland, Colorado. You know where that is. And uh, they would have about 100 people, which is the max that we could have because we like to do them in more intimate settings and not do it in an auditorium. And uh, we did that for how many years? Oh, 20 for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, perhaps we'll do it again after everything, uh, you know, the dust settles. But it was an incredible experience. There's no nothing like making sound in person. But until you can do that, go to the website and check out some of the uh, – stuff that's there. You might find something that's of interest. Well, beautiful. Well, Jonathan and Andy, I want to thank you both for being our guests tonight. It's been such a pleasure sharing this time with you. Oh, Les, thank you so much for having us. And it has been our joy and pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. So we send to you and everybody who's listening now or whenever blessings of love and light through sound. Beautiful. We've been talking with Jonathan and Andy Goldman, and the topic tonight has been the power of sound for personal and planetary healing. I think uh, I think this is the kind of topic where you can uh, poke it with a stick and 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 you don't really get as much traction out of it until you actually do it. I mean, it's, uh, in other words, the power of sound comes from the creation of sound. It comes from the engagement. And so, although we've talked about it tonight and we've had some practices, um, you as a listener, I, I invite you to explore the power of sound for personal and planetary healing. Again, their website is healingsounds.com. You know, it's it's truly the human experience. Um, millions of prayers have been prayed to the Almighty, you know, come, come save us from our suffering. And yet the suffering continues. For, for centuries, people have prayed to the almighty that the end of suffering might come but it's it's through the human experience the the transformation of the human condition is through the human persona in other words god as a glowing orb will not come down from the skies and wave a wand and transform our narrative our paradigm it's through human beings like you and me through our intention and our actions that will transform the human condition on planet Earth. So I want to thank you, the listener, for showing up for yourself. You've, you've listened to this episode, and 
that that has changed who you are for the rest of your life because of of sharing this time with us. So it's my pleasure. It's my genuine pleasure to bring you episodes like this to help you recognize and reveal the the really infinite well of power that exists within you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.